All right, welcome to Power Hour Day, by the way, uh, here on the podcast tonight, Studios America Power Hour. Go to studospowerhour.com or check it out on YouTube, youtube.com slash America. It's happening 9 p.m. Eastern. Great cast of characters going to be on hand for a really fun, ridiculous kickoff to your weekend, so don't miss that. And don't miss this podcast as well. It's fantastic. We have the uh, crazy uh, Hunter Biden story. Um, and how many barrels of oil we were sending to his business associates from our strategic oil reserve. What an incredible story that is. The continuing failure of Corinne Jean-Pierre as spokesperson uh, for uh, Joe Biden, which is really what she is. She's not really press secretary. Uh, We have uh, the awful, awful story that happened overnight with Shinzo Abe being assassinated in broad daylight while giving a speech in Japan. We'll have the latest details on that and we're joined by the one the only jeff fisher from chewing the fat a podcast you should subscribe to right this moment it's available wherever you're listening to your podcast now right jeffy could not agree more with you on that line Stu. <laughs> thank you absolutely go there right now do and it subscribe subscribe rate and review five stars is the appropriate number of stars for chewing the fat as well as pat gray unleashed who joins me today doing the show and of course Stu does america as well we appreciate it here's the podcast listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Real tragedy in Japan today as uh, their former prime minister, Abe, was just assassinated uh, by somebody who was, I guess, uh, dissatisfied with his policies. He's not even enacting them anymore. Very yeah. strange. There's a some back and forth about that. Apparently, he's <clears throat> the assassin is denying that. He seems to be potentially oh. very crazy. Okay. Uh, so he's point, not dissatisfied with his policy. No, big fan. He's fine with them. No, huh. no, I didn't say that. Okay. But he did say, I think there are recent reports that he said to police that he didn't mean to shoot him. He, what? Yeah, he was actually trying to kill somebody else who, we should point out, was not there. Okay. So okay. I that think it's uh, very weird. I think dismissing what this person is saying at this point is probably the wise way to go. Former a, a Navy veteran in Japan, and he killed him with a homemade gun. Yeah, it looked like uh, two pipes on a plank. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it just shows you that no matter what. You do. <laughs> you can't legislate this stuff right. out of existence. Now, I've never really looked into Japan's gun laws. I'm assuming they're s- sort of strict. I uh, I can I can walk I, you through it. Okay. Why would you walk, like? To, yeah. Would walk you like to purchase? It. A, would you like to purchase a gun in Japan, sir? I I yes, I would. You would. Okay. I just would. a couple steps for you. Okay. Okay. Now I've never been there, nor will I probably ever go. But I so still like really, to buy a gun. I was like really <laughs> suspicious that you want to buy a gun <laughs> it there. It is, then. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You might want to tag me. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a little red flag sort of thing. Yeah. Because right, uh, I, I have a person who has never been to Japan, is not planning to go to Japan, but wants to buy a gun in Japan. This seems Strange. suspicious. It yes, does. It does. Yeah. Okay. So I've red flagged you. Okay. Here's the process, though. Are you ready for it? Yes, I am. Okay. Step one. Take a <laughs> firearm class. Not, not that big of a deal. You can do that. How long is it? How long is a firearm I, I class? Don't know, I, I don't know, but All right. I, there's more to this. You have okay. to also pass a written exam. Okay, from the firearm class? Yes. So I better pay attention to what have, I'm learning. You can't just class. like, yeah, okay. you can't just blow it off. I and can't just sit there and pretend like I'm listening. I really need to listen. Mm-hmm. 
And step right. 1C, I guess this uh-huh. would be, um, that's it's going to be held three times a year. So you're going to be taking this test <laughs> three times a year. For how long? Like every year? Forever. <laughs> like the rest of my life. You're I get taking a test, take a test three, three times, times a, year. a year. Okay. Now. That seems inconvenient for me. I am going to have to uh, request something else, though. It's not just that. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to ask you, Pat, to also get a doctor's note saying that you are mentally fit and mm-hmm. do not have a history of drug abuse. Now, this is the end of the road for you. Obviously, you're a, a huge drug huge abuser. Drug addict, yeah. 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 Uh, so, Coke, toot, nose candy. But you could probably find a doctor that would go along with your story. Possibly. Possibly. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. just say you could. Okay. Okay. There's more, though, I to I don't the know process. if there's a Japanese doctor who would uh, find me mentally competent, but... Let's just go with it and say I, I define somebody. My guess is Jeffy has a connection. I don't know okay. how, All right. but he probably knows a doctor in Japan that probably will lie does. for you. Mm-hmm. So, so that's just step two. Step three, you mm. have to apply for a permit to take firing training, which may take up to about a month. Huh. And I'm just sure if that's the firing training that takes a month or the permit that takes a month. But it's going to take a little bit of time for you to get that step done. All but right. that's not too arduous so far, right? You got to test three times a month or three times a year. Right. You have to get a doctor's note. Mm-hmm. And you have to uh, just apply for a permit to take the firing training, which may take a month. There's also, you have to describe a, in a police interview why you need a gun. So well, what if I just need it for safety? Uh, I'm trying I, to protect myself. I mean, I don't know. Is that not good enough? It's not, It is not good enough. In fact generally speaking, unless you go through this entire process, they're not going to give you a gun. You might be able to get one to hunt or something like that, but you have to go through this whole process, and it's a bit mm-hmm. arduous, as you as you can mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. You also have to pass a review of your criminal history, your gun possession record, employment, involvement with organized crime groups. This one's going to be a little iffy for you, because <laughs> I know you have some serious involvement in that area. Hugely tied into uh, cr- criminal elements. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have to review... Especially in Japan. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> yes it's true uh you also have to get pass a review of your personal debt oh you have to pass a review of your relationships with friends okay your relationship with your family mm-hmm. and your relationship with neighbors how how well do you get along with your neighbors i know you get really along well with your uh hoa oh i do yeah uh they love them they they love are big fans death. of yours uh-huh. i mean with the exception of that by that time, the, you left the garbage out. Yes, for three hours. Past the deadline. Uh, past past the, deadline. the deadline. Yeah. So, I mean, you right. would not be getting a gun in Japan. No, Because of the garbage incident. Okay. <laughs> so, but we'll see. Um, then you have to apply for a gunpowder permit. Like a gunpowder permit? Yeah, totally different permit, Pat. You need a gunpowder permit. Okay. Then mm-hmm. you have to take a one-day training class and pass a firing test. So... And then <laughs> you have to obtain a certificate from uh, a gun dealer describing the gun that you want. Okay. Not, not, mm. Again, this is not that bad so far. No, right? no. so okay. far okay. it okay. seems really convenient. So that's not too bad. Oh, oh yeah. Then mm-hmm. you have to, if you want a gun for hunting, you have to apply for a hunting license. Now, this is pretty much the only way they're going to grant you a license. So you do have to get the hunting license. All right. Then you have to buy a gun safe. Then you have to buy an ammunition locker, both of which have to meet safety regulations. But you're doing well so far. (laughs) There is no way anybody has a gun (laughs) in Japan. 
Then wow. you have to allow the police to inspect your gun storage. So police come over to your house and I mean, okay, imagine. And inspect it all. Then, then you I have get to my pe- gun. I get my AR-15 <laughs> and I can do what no, I want with definitely it. Not. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Huh. Then you have to pass an additional background review that, of some sort. Finally, you get to buy your gun. Now, again, it's <laughs> oh only going to be a gun that gosh. you're going to be able to use for hunting, essentially. Uh, wow. But that is the process in Japan. And you see this and you think, okay, well, that has to stop something like this from happening. If laws can possibly stop this from happening, mm-hmm. those laws would stop this from happening. And yet... Instead, he makes a homemade gun mm-hmm. and he doesn't go through any of the process. And I didn't uh, outline this, wow. but I'm almost positive wow. ghost guns are illegal in Japan. So, yeah, I mean, now look, uh, people will point out, and by the way, the media is doing everything they can to make you know that gun crime is rare in Japan. And that's true. It is very rare in Japan. They don't really allow guns for any reason. Uh, And so it is very rare. Mm. Of course, you know, they have a much higher suicide rate than us because... It's not about the gun, right? We, mm-hmm. you know, they they have almost no guns in the country, and their suicide rate is higher than ours. So it's not about mm. the gun, but you do see this uh, this uh, terrible thing going on uh, go on with Shinzo Abe, the guy who who made the gun out of, as you point out, a couple of pipes and a plank. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. Can you ban pipes? Can you ban planks? <laughs> Would that do anything for this problem? It's hard to imagine. I don't know how you could make you this at least more have strict. to take a pipe class three times a year <laughs> and then times. pass the pipe class test. Just don't the three think? times a year? Yeah, just uh, three times. Maybe six. Maybe we up it a little bit for pipes. <laughs> so you think double it on the pipes? I think so. Well, All he right. had two pipes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it really is fascinating to watch that. Right. I, I mean, there's nothing. You just realize at some level, we all do this. We must just trust other people we don't know to not be insane, to mm-hmm. not be violent, to not be crazy. I think of this option, uh, this uh, this this example often, in that you're driving down the street, you are driving 50 miles an hour on the right side, uh, right right hand side of the road. On the left hand side of the road, a car approaches you, also going 50 miles an hour. In between you is a double yellow line. Your entire life is at the hands, in the hands of this person that you will never even see driving at you 50 miles an hour that they don't just swerve into you as you get close. You are just sitting here just trusting the goodwill of a complete stranger and the, the deterrent power of a double yellow line to protect your life. And we do this mm-hmm. every day and we all pretty much survive it. And that is really the best defense against this. That is really all you can do. When evil decides evil is going to act, it is really, really difficult to stop it. Uh, you know, you, you just have to realize that it does exist. You can do everything you can to stop it. But I mean, this is a guy who's the former prime minister of the country, the guy who held the office longer than anyone else in history. Yeah. A very... Nine pro- years. A very prominent figure mm-hmm. making a campaign speech. And some guy just walks up behind him and shoots him in the back a couple times. Yeah. Incredible. Really, really bad. In front of what, hundreds of people mm-hmm. and tons of cell phones. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of disturbing video and uh, still images of all this stuff going on. And right in the middle of broad daylight, Pat. 
Yeah. I, it's interesting because <clears throat> there doesn't seem to be a heck of a lot of security around him. No. It, uh, there were only, a f- I think, a few guys. Now, the, the guy was immediately tackled after he shot Abe. But uh, I think the point of security is to try to get to somebody before they shoot. But, you know, you're just, you're not expecting somebody with a homemade gun. Uh, two pipes in a plank and being able to fire that and, and kill the former prime minister. Just uh, amazing. Uh, but I did wonder, you know, why don't they have more security around the guy when he's out in public, right out in the open, uh, making a, a speech, a campaign speech? I, it's pretty weird. Pretty strange. I don't know. I, I guess at that point, you're just <clears throat> depending on your gun laws. Yeah, you are. You yes. know, you're just saying, well, right. we don't need security because we banned guns. Well, it didn't work out all that well in this case. No, it didn't. You know, I, I, mm. uh, there's not much you can do uh, now, but I mean, you, you can look at this and say, hey, you know, any world, like, I mean, and this is just seems like obvious common sense. Any world leader should have security around them when they're making speeches in public. You can't tell right. what's going to happen. There's a million ways someone can do something crazy. And we went through that obviously terrible period where this was commonplace. I mean, this was happening all the time here with major world leaders in the 60s and all the way up to really Reagan, mm-hmm. um, where this stuff happened often to major public figures. And that's one of the things we've talked about when it comes to these mass shootings. Societies and cultures seem to select these crimes of spectacle. That whatever the for, for right now, for us, it's these mass shootings, right? It's not the biggest crime problem we have in this country by any means. It's, it's a small, small slice of the gun violence and total violence and total crime in this country. But like there's this very small group of people who think fame and notoriety and infamy will come to them from doing these types of things. And it's hard to know right now with what happened in Japan, if, that, if that's the beginning of this or or whatever, but if you look back at our history, we went through this same a period where that was the crime of spectacle, right? There was mm-hmm. always somebody who there was there was threats on public major public figures' lives over and over and over and over again. Many of them successful. Yeah, I mean the '60s were awful, so bad for assassinations. Yeah, you think about that decade with JFK, RFK, Martin Luther King. I mean, it just happened over and over and over again, and uh, it's. It's, it's really hard to prevent everything like that. All all of these shootings and uh, uh, protect everybody who needs protection. Uh, it's impossible. It's really impossible to, to completely safeguard our society. And even in a place, as you just went through, with the restrictions on gun on guns like they have in Japan, you still can't safeguard everybody? Uh, that tells you a lot. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, so the Strategic Oil Reserve. It's called that because it's supposed to be strategic. Mm -hmm. And it's in reserve. And it's in reserve for, say, the U.S. military. Like, we're having a shortage of oil. And so, uh, if we're in the middle of a war, what would you do? Uh, You run out of oil, your tanks grain to a halt, all your vehicles stop. Well, that's where the oil reserve comes in that's why we have 750 million barrels on reserve so that you could use it for the military to keep it going hmm i'm just going to question your use of the word have 
Well, you used to have. Used yeah, we to had, have. We had. We had 750 million <laughs> barrels. Right now, it's. I think it's under 300. Yeah. I think it's like 250. It's more than half, almost two-thirds is gone. If you just... Uh, but the good thing was it, it all went to American motorists. It went directly to the pumps here in the United States of America so that people could... You could lower the price of, uh, of what you're paying every gallon uh, here at the pump. And man, it just went right to give provide relief well, I think, to the American people. I think the feeling Americans would describe when talking about the last few months at the pump would be relief. They just feel like, wow, this has mm, been what mm-hmm. a what an incredible relief to come to this <laughs> pump right now and pay five oh one a gallon instead of five oh two or five oh three right. a gallon. I yeah. will say though, I just went to the pump yesterday. Yeah. Now the time before this, it, I. It was $120 to fill my tank. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, it was only only ninety nine twenty five. <laughs> wow. I only paid $99.25. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Wow. Man. Now, it has come down a little bit. It's actually, I, yeah, I, little I, bit. I believe the average price now is four eighty. It was five oh two was the peak, and now we're down to four eighty, which is mm-hmm. um, unthinkable. Uh, four eighty is a terrible, 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 terrible price. Because it was when the election took place, I believe it was $1.87. I think when he left office, it was... <laughs> Was it two thirty six or something to that effect? Unbelievable! It was really low, and that's that's normal. I don't even think that that is low. It's uh, that's normal. Yeah, you know. But this is yeah. not. This is abnormal. Very. That's what this is. Very. And, and of course, it, and it's unsustainable. We should also point out the just wait. Mark my words. When the inflation report comes out, either this month or next month, and the drop in gas prices is factored in. And inflation looks like it's come down a little bit. Mark my words, they will take credit for that. Oh, you bet they will. And they will oh, say, yeah. oh, it's all because of our amazing policies. Now, of course, the real reason here is largely due to the fears of global recession. <laughs> so it's actually, his policies are so bad that people are terrified. And so demand is play is being played with. Even the supply chain is not enough uh, to hold uh, up this dynamic. And so we're getting to that point now where people are freaking out about the economy. When that happens, mm-hmm. gas prices are going to start coming down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, there's good things. And I mean, that's obviously a good side effect of economic worry, I suppose. But I don't think that's a, that's not a path to economic success. Terrify everybody over constant recession, maybe depression, and they'll stop mm-hmm. buying stuff is not a great way to stop res- uh, inflation. And it is sort of one of those things that seems to be the only approach they have. Their approach seems to be, what if we come up with the worst ideas possible and everyone loses confidence and then the economy crashes? That should cure inflation. Yes, it should. It will. <laughs> that will <laughs> Cure that part of the economy. Really quickly, we did have a job report uh, come out today, which was, you know, as you might imagine, still, you know, good. You'd say, um, you know, pretty, pretty good. I mean, this is, of course, they're trying to slow this down at this point. I mean, when they're raising these rates, they're trying to slow down the job growth because they think it's out of control because people are, uh, you know, the, the markets and the economy is overheated. That's essentially the problem and why we have all this inflation. And they're like bragging about this. They're like, well, the wages went up 5%. Well, yeah, but when inflation's up 10, most people are not going to cheer you on when it comes to a 5% raise. 
And most people, of course, are not getting that 5% raise either. So it's a mm-hmm. difficult thing for them to navigate. But to back to the uh, strategic oil reserve here, they did... Now, not every single gallon of oil is going to go to American consumers. I mean, come on. What do you... What, what, you can't... How can you even keep track of it, first of all? Some of it's just going to... You're just going to spill it. Right? You're going to spill it on the ground. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sometimes Some of it, you just got to... Sometimes... I mean, Oops! Yeah, exactly. Like if you, it just spills. Like, have you ever been to an office water cooler? There's <laughs> yeah. always a little puddle of water on the ground. Somebody spilled a little yeah. bit. That happens Same with the oil. Same with the oil That's oil a strategic reserve. oil reserve. You go right. there to fill it up to give the American consumers, some's going to spill on the ground. Okay. Okay? Um, some, uh, you know, may go to our, some of our close allies, you know? Hmm. Like, you know, like everyone like such as like China, for example, China, some of our really oh, huh. people we work with so closely and have done mm-hmm. so many good things for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of a COVID-19? I have. They did that for us. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah they, they were. Wow. They, uh, That's been very prevalent. Yeah. It was almost so, everywhere. It's been a gift yeah. that has that keeps, keeps on, on giving. giving for multiple years now. And that's mm-hmm. thanks to the Chinese government who didn't really kind of tell anybody about <laughs> it for a while and let it kind of rage out of control, maybe leaked out of one of their labs. So that's a real positive they've done for uh, for the world. And, um, you know, there's other things, too. You know, we don't have time mm-hmm. to get into all of them. Well, uh, you know, but uh, uh, sweet and sour chicken I, is, a, is a contribution for the Chinese. I yeah. Believe. I don't know yeah, if there was a good. real General Sow or deliver- not, but delicious. I mean, they're on that bandwagon it. pretty well. Yeah. You've got the um, you've got the uh, the Great Leap Forward. Yes. Which is a really great title uh-huh. uh, for a, a movement. <laughs> you know, it had some uh-huh. it had some negative side effects uh, to it. A few. Cultural revolution. Mm-hmm. Wow. What, a, what an incredible a revolution of culture. Yeah. You know, you can't beat that. Um, you know, had, again, a couple of negative side effects. It, mm-hmm. You know, maybe tens of millions of, of negative side effects. But it was, again, something that we all were affected by. So as a reward, uh, we just, we sent some... A little bit. Oil over to them. A couple barrels. Uh, you, you, like again, how many? How many bar- barrels wound up? A few, well, a, f- a few more than we spilled, you know? Because you do spill uh. a couple drops here and there. Mm-hmm. So a couple barrels got over there. You know, something like... 950,000 barrels, you know, but, mm. huh. but just, just the 950,000. And it, and that's, that's not all that went to China, of course, but that did go to the trading arm of the China petrochemical uh, corporation, which is uh, wholly owned by the Chinese government. And that's, you know, that's, that's because probably mm. a, a gift to them, mm-hmm. you know, for all the things they've done for us mm-hmm. and continue to do mm-hmm. for us. On a daily basis, you know, you ever do you ever um, have a, a computer problem? You got a computer problem. You go to the Apple Genius or the IT person, and they'll they'll come in. They'll, they'll log into your computer, and you can kind of see them moving the mouse around, mm-hmm. and they'll like, click on stuff, and they'll say, "Hey, this is what you need to do." They're logging into our computers all the time. <laughs> that helping, is true. Helping us out. The Chinese you know? do log into our computers. Who knows they how do. many problems on on your computer they fixed. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. You know, how was it? Here's right. another one they've done for us. TikTok. Right. Where would people go to lip sync to random audio? I don't know. And I what do we know. do for them in return? Sure, we send them the 950,000 barrels of oil and we give them all of our personal location information so that they can study it. You know, but that's a minor, mm-hmm. a minor thing. And we are agreeing to that. Mm-hmm. So you can't say that that's really, you know, 
That's not that's not a fair deal. We need to give them more, and that's why we gave them this oil. Uh, so anyway, mm. uh, the Biden administration claimed the move would it help address the pain Americans are feeling at the pump and help lower energy costs. But then 950,000 barrels went to China. So I'm not sure how that would happen. More than 5 million barrels of oil released from the U.S. emergency reserves were sent overseas, according to a Reuters report uh, that came out Wednesday. At least one shipment of American crude oil went to China, the report said. The Biden administration also claimed the the company Unipec, uh, the sale, would support American consumers and the global economy in response to Vladimir Putin's war of choice against Ukraine and combat the Putin price hike. But as the they war, like to call it the tax increase now. It's the Putin tax increase. That's what they're calling it? Yeah. Not the price hike it. anymore? No, it's not the price hike anymore. It's the Putin tax increase. Mm. Now, the, so. there's an issue with this particular uh, issue in that um, this company is one of the companies that was tied to Hunter Biden. <laughs> so... Unbelievable. Uh, it's a kind of a, a problem. Power wow. the future founder Daniel Turner admonished Biden for selling, quote, raw materials to the communist Chinese for them to use as they want. We were assured Biden was releasing this oil to America so that it could be refined for gasoline to drive down prices at the pump. So right off the bat, they're just lying to the American people. Turner told the Washington Free Beacon. Mm. What, they're say- what they're saying they did and what they did are not remotely related. Turner also said the decision highlights the Biden's family relationship with China. Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is tied to Sinopec, which is one of these companies. In 2015, a private equity firm he co-founded bought a $1.7 billion stake in Sinopec marketing. Sinopec went on to enter negotiations to purchase Gazprom in March, one month after the Biden administration sanctioned the Russian gas giant. So the company that Hunter Biden worked directly with was the company Joe Biden sent 950,000 barrels of oil to. But other than that, you should be happy with this administration because everything else is going well. Everything. Remember, it's just a Hunter Biden story. He's a guy that's out of control, Pat. Well, and Joe doesn't even know anything about his business dealings. He's never even discussed it with his son. No. He doesn't even know where the guy worked. He was gone for years at a time overseas, and he didn't even know where he was. Now, sure, did they just catch him leaving a voicemail about his business interests? Uh, Yes. Yes. Yes, they did. Yes, but that was a guess. <laughs> How many times have you called somebody up and said, hey, let me guess about s- several specific details of your life on your voicemail. That is one of those things that moms and dads do wow. all the time. Wow. This is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Uh, I keep saying that word and it must not I mean what I what I think no, it, it means. Doesn't. Because it, it, it keeps doesn't. happening over and over again. Pat. I can't wait till Peter Ducey asks <laughs> KJP about KJP. that specific instance. Is that what we're calling her? KJP? KJP. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not calling her Corinne Jean-Pierre? No, I'm not. No. KJP. No. It takes too long to say and she's not worth it. No. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Stu, what are your thoughts on uh, on UFOs? <laughs> you, you, do you believe that they're from another planet? Do you think they're from this planet? You, they're just high tech we don't know about. It's secret military stuff. Or is it from somewhere else? I don't <clears throat> spend an awful lot of time thinking about this particular topic, but I hmm. tend to uh, land on the side of 
probably some military tech we don't know about. That's kind of where I usually end up. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but according to this story, they're so prevalent that I, I don't know. They're crowding our skies <laughs> with so many UFOs. In April 2014, four naval aviators narrowly escaped disaster. Just as they entered highly controlled airspace for a training exercise, their two F-A-18F fighter jets nearly collided with a UFO. To the frustration of dozens of their fellow aviators, such a near catastrophe was inevitable. For months before and after, uh, air crews flying in exclusive use training areas off the U.S. East Coast frequently observed unknown objects exhibiting highly anomalous flight characteristics. Despite the collision hazard posed by the UFOs, aviators lacked a formal mechanism to report the mysterious objects. Apparently, they couldn't report it to the Pentagon, so they, you know, their frustration level rose because it's a big problem to them. And what I had heard up until recently was that they'd never fired on them, but apparently they have fired on them. I don't think they've ever hit anything. So hmm. it's a it's it's a really a uh, strange problem. In one UFO incident, an aviator reported that he had never seen anything like this before. In another encounter, an aviator noticed an object with flight characteristics unlike anything I had ever seen in my redacted years of redacted service, mm. implying a particular anomalous encounter. Yet another pilot's report states that she had never seen redacted like it. <laughs> I don't... Are these redacting the swears? It feels like all these are just swears. <laughs> I don't know. Like, go back and read that and think about the. What go back to the redacted be? parts here. She had never seen redacted like it. So could that be she'd never seen anything like it? Why it do you have could, to? Do you have to redact the word anything? I think it might have been a swear. You think I'd so? never seen s like this. Okay, you know? probably yes. You think they're not supposed to be redacting swears out of government <laughs> documents, are they? I don't. I don't know. Maybe they don't like people to think that they're n- naval aviators swear <laughs> yeah because swearing never happens <laughs> never in the military happens. that's if there's one thing we know about the military never <laughs> any naughty words used <laughs> uh the ufo did not change position like an aircraft would and it was too high to be a ship hmm. i thought you didn't All redact right. something there for a good part of that word ship <laughs> i was like oh no that's supposed to be redacted pat no uh for fighter pilots armed with an array of advanced Sensors, the confusion and bewilderment reflected in the reports is striking. One aviator have had a difficult time explaining the redacted. In another incident, <laughs> a pilot could only describe a UFO in a puzzled voice over the over the radio. Yet another aviator described a UFO that appeared as odd as it sounds to be redacted. So this is what I knew was going to happen when they released this report. Everything interesting was going to be redacted. Right. And we're going to find out nothing about this ever. So I I don't know. I You know, what are you protecting us from? I think they're protecting their military secrets. That's what I think they're doing. I think so. But mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I hope so. Because yeah. if it's China or Russia, then we're in real trouble. And if it's China or Russia, you would think they would have already done whatever it is they're going to do with this new tech, right? Yeah, I mean, like, and really, they're gonna they're gonna risk this stuff being seen, and a lot of this stuff happened over the United States or close to the United States. Like, yeah. they're not that yeah. would not be the way. It just no. doesn't seem plausible. They'd be testing it in their own territory, right? So this is obviously either from another planet, which I highly doubt, or it's you know secret 
tech that we have that they don't want anybody to know about yet. So that's what I hope it is because that bodes well for us. I hope so. Man, I hope so. I I used to definitely believe this. You know who threw me on that? Because I used to believe... Even Democratic presidents would be would have serious interest in making sure our defense was developing the best technology in case we needed to use it. And we might disagree yeah. with them and when they would use it or how they would use it, or maybe we would want them to use it and they didn't use it. But we were all on the same page that we wanted to have the best stuff, right? Like, that's yes. pretty clear. Yes. No, 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 it's not. Well, l- listen to the words of Obama. I mean, they, they specifically went out and criticized the idea of just developing better weapons. They, they did. didn't want yeah. to develop them. They outwardly told the American people, and much more importantly, our adversaries around the globe, that we didn't want to develop any new weapons. How we does that make any sense? That doesn't make any sense. I guess the uh, the theory being like, if we tell them we're not going to to develop new weapons, then they won't develop new weapons. Right. Right. Yeah, that's how this works. I mean, how exactly. naive do you have to be to believe that? Okay, if we just stop, if we unilaterally stop developing things, you think the Russians and Chinese would follow suit? No. Not in a million years. Nope. There's absolutely no way, and they've proved that over and over and over and over. Now, hopefully, the only defense of this is you just hope Obama was lying. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe yeah. he was. Maybe their military was still doing these things. And just, I mean, again, we hope we never have to use any of them. But you better have them in case you need them. Clearly. I mean, and they were did, talking about these, like, the you know, the hypersonic mess, uh, missiles and such that, that were, China were rumored has. to be used by, that China has, and Russia was claiming they were using, even though that's, there's been some questions about that. Mm-hmm. But China has them, uh, seemingly for sure, and the, the military experts, the people who are watching this stuff every day, mm-hmm. many of them with former military experience, are saying that they're way ahead of us on this stuff. We don't have any defenses for it, and they are way ahead of developing development of these weapons. Which follows exactly to... Seems impossible to believe. Seems exa- It's exactly what Obama I mean, all advocated their tech, for. All the tech that they do have has been stolen from us. I know. But, you know, they stole a bunch from us and wow. then they advanced it. Who knows? Wow. Who knows how they're doing that it? That would suck if that's true. Yeah. If that's true, that's really, really bad. And it, it can only happen when you have people who are ideologically committed to the United States not being the global superpower. And we know... Mm-hmm. I mean, Obama... You know, Biden is committed to God only knows what. I mean, I don't know that he has any values at all. Uh, we just know he's terrible at his job. Oh, well, Mitt Romney said he's a, a genuinely good human being, which I genuinely don't believe. No, no, he's really, I mean, like... He's I, not, he's despicable. He lies every single day. He seems to, to have some people. sort of ethic, Biden, like to, to the point, like I think his, his actions with Hunter Biden are interesting to me because... He does seem to have that ethic of defending his family. Yeah, I think he has that. And that's not yeah. a good um, it's not a good ethic when your family is committing crimes. That's not something to be admired mm-hmm. when your family is committing crimes and uh but it also could very well just be he likes the money that Hunter brings in, the 10% for the big guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, it might just be that. Uh, it might just be that he sees uh, the downfall of his own presidency if the hunter biden stuff comes out so he defends him that way but when you when you hear the text messages and stuff that's come out from from the laptop it really gives you the it does give you the feeling of an empathetic father who's just absolutely has no idea how to help his kid yeah it does and i think that's part of it with 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 joe biden i mean he realizes his son is a 
is it is a catastrophe on the level only measured by Joe Biden's presidency. <laughs> the life of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's mm-hmm. presidency are equally terrible things. But, you know, I'm sure that would rip a father apart. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And of course, he's done. Yeah. T- when your son is an absolute douchebag. Yeah. Who's, you know, cheating on his wife with hookers and strippers mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and doing drugs on a regular basis and uh, uh, ignoring children that he's had with other women, with other strippers. And I, I mean, there is so much there with Hunter Biden. Yeah. And it's not to say that I'm not arguing that Joe Biden's a good dad for doing that. I mean, it's a terrible thing. Your kid, you, what he was doing with his son, at least according to these text messages, you know, his, his kid would have no money because he blows, blows it all on cocaine and hookers. And then comes... He blows his money almost as fast as his dad blows taxpayer money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Very true. Yeah. And so he, Hunter blows all of his money on cocaine and hookers. Mm-hmm. And then says, okay, dad, I'm finally, okay, manipulating his father, I think, and saying, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go to rehab now, daddy. And, but I'm just a little short on money. Can you please help me? And, he and does. stupid Joe Biden. He does. Sends him tens of thousands of dollars, which he then spends on more hookers and does not go to rehab. Yeah. Now that's not a, that's not a, it might be a, a father who really does want to help but is completely naive and failing at that. It could be, yeah, that could be the story there, but can't, can't give him the tough love he needs. No, I I think that's quite clear. Yeah. You know, and they, his life has been a disaster, you know, mostly from his own doing, but his dad has not helped. And I would think <laughs> that it would be kind of a problem within the family of Hunter hooking <laughs> up with his dead brother's wife, widow, uh, that, that is, that seems like a sleazy kind of the, move there. It's one of the strangest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. It's weird. And sadly it was his daughter that discovered it apparently. And, uh, then told the mother and that's how she found out. Was and they it, made a statement at the time. It was like, you know, it's, it's been a complicated time. It was like, it was not like, yeah, I can't <laughs> believe my son is doing this. He's out of control. It was like. You know, it's been a complicated time. It's been a complicated time, time yeah. and they're finding their peace in, in, uh-huh. in a certain way. And we, we think sure. we asked for privacy in this time. Okay. You know, it was not, it wasn't a full throated endorsement, I wouldn't say, of the relationship, but it was no. not. A, it, I mean, how, you know, I can't even imagine. You go through the, a, a terrible situation where your son dies, he's married to someone, and then your other son starts hooking up with her. I mean, like, that is like. Uncool. Uh, un. That's an, that is an understatement, Pat. <laughs> that is an understatement. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, probably. That's not cool. I mean, that's similar to the Gavin Newsom thing, right? Like you, it's one thing for the guy you're working for, <laughs> this political leader to be having an affair. Mm-hmm. But then when it's your wife that he's sleeping with, you get a little more upset, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's what happened with Gavin Newsom yeah. when he slept with his best friend's wife. And his political advisors. But wife. again, none of these things matter to Democrats. No. So it's perfectly fine. None of it matters. I mean, don't even worry about it. Whatever. Just, That's their personal life. That doesn't mean they can't govern. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But I mean, look at what we, we just covered the story before. He has this relationship where he's constantly funneling money to Hunter Biden and seemingly get it, getting it from his business. And a lot of money. Like A lot of money. In the case you're talking about, it was like $50,000 over a, like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. 50 grand. It's a lot. 
Yeah. Then you have and to... where are you getting that? I, I thought you were just this humble middle class lunch middle class box Joe. guy. Middle class Joe who was making uh-huh. a, you know top five percent earnings in the country for the past forty years. Just middle class Joe. Right. That's all. Because everyone's like, oh well, he just was a senator. Yeah, well, he's making basically, you know, executive corporate money for his entire well, I mean that's what they making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And there's more than that coming in. A lot. Oh, yeah. and we that. know there's a lot more than that. He's made millions yeah. off of his uh, book deals and all the other shady things he's been up to. And his son's shady deals in the Ukraine and China. And you know Hunter um, has information that, if utilized, would destroy would destroy Joe Biden's presidency. Yeah. Oh, I If bet. the media yeah, listened I'll to bet. it. Now, they would just immediately dismiss Hunter Biden as a crack addict and, and try to brush it off. But like, we know mm-hmm. Hunter does know enough about this uh, to to do severe damage to his dad so really you know joe biden is incentivized to try to help him i mean this could very well be why nine hundred and fifty thousand barrels of oil went to a company that Hunter really biden could. was working with it very well it could this really is why could. you don't allow these things to happen you wow. can't have comp- you can't be compromised like this that's the problem so we don't know the, the results of those things but we know that biden is is doing a terrible job and many of his decisions don't make sense to people that think rationally and a lot of it i think he gets excused because he looks incoherent and looks like a person who should be in a nursing home immediately and so people brush those things off but it's all these explained actions you wonder how many of them are to cover for previous activities that would be questionable if if, if seen by the public yeah yeah i don't think the number zero no it's not when it comes to those explanations no, 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 no.